Come on and listen. We got suggestions on the Bird Talk Radio. If your bird's misbehaving, we'll help you save it on the Bird Talk Radio. If your bird's getting rowdy, just call and say howdy on the Bird Talk Radio. We are birds of a feather. We'll stick together on the Bird Talk Radio. Dot Bird Talk Radio personnel make an appointment for each guest speaker to join the show live on air at a prearranged date and time. About 30 minutes before the show, the guest speaker calls the studio and has a warm-up conversation with the Bird Talk Radio show host. We talk about the major points we wish to cover during the show and try to get a feel for what the guest speaker wishes to talk about. During many of these pre-recorded live shows you are enjoying now on our streaming or podcast network, you will hear some show in intros, and warm-up conversations. This is a little bit of how we do it at Bird Talk Radio. We do it all for you, the keeper of feathered loved ones that you may enjoy and benefit from our streaming bird love 24-7, 365, now about seven years on air. Live from Kansas City, KC Bird Whisperer International Productions presents Bird Talk Live Online. I'm your host, Mike Kiger. We are live tonight with Candace Tanner with Magnolia Exotic Bird Sanctuary. She's on the phone right now. Candace? Hi, thank you for having me. Welcome to Bird Talk Live Online. Thank you. I'm excited. I am too. Story. <laughs> yes. I I was just doing the the promo before you came on and I was telling the listening audience how much I love having the rescues and sanctuaries on the show. It's it's just beautiful what you're doing and and the commitment and your kind. I mean, I think to me, rescue and sanctuary operators are kind of like the saviors of of pet birds. And you know, uh, Magic at Zoxy Bird Sanctuary said on air. Um, when I had him on the show, he said, I'm not here just to save the parrot. I'm here to save the parrot owner. Is that, right. Does that uh, yes. sound familiar? It does. It does. Um, oftentimes, when someone's ready to, or they think they're ready to surrender their parrot, um, you know, with guidance and education from Sharon, uh, Sharon is the president and founder She's the heart and soul of Magnolia Exotic Bird Sanctuary. And with her help, um, she helps them keep their parrots in their home. And that's always a great, great feeling that they don't have to be moved. They you know, don't have to go somewhere new and they don't have to be scared. So, um, and I think I, you know, one, a quick story. Um, one of them, um, a gentleman who was considering surrendering his golfing and cockatoo. Um, after Sharon met with him and talked to him at length, um, she determined that his little guy wasn't getting enough sleep because he screamed all the time. And she even tried to help him keep his bird. Yes. So after finding out, you know, like where, you know, where does he sleep? Where's your cage? You know, what's it like in your family? Um, you know, she figured out that 
um, he was up too late and up too early. Um, and then once she recommended that he get a sleep cage and put him in the, he had a very busy household uh, with teenagers and to get a sleep cage in the, put it in the quietest room in your house and put him to bed at eight o'clock. Yeah, so uh, I've heard that. it worked. It worked. I've, heard, I've heard a couple of experienced agricultures say, actually one in particular, uh, Tony Silva said 12 hours is good for large birds. And, yeah. And I think he even said they need 12 hours. Yeah, they really do. And, um, you know, particularly during breeding season, um, the minimum of 12 hours and could even go to 13 or 14. Um, but it, it, I think anything less than 10, um, they're just miserable. They're like us. They get really cranky. And um, so... You experience that. <laughs> yes, no sleep and you get cranky. And um, so the sleeping is really, really important. Um, we, Sharon has um, uh, Mr. P who lives in her living room and he has a sleep cage in a back bedroom and about 10 after eight, he starts yelling like every night because it's bedtime for him. And as soon as she puts him to bed, he's just as quiet as he can be and sleeps all night long, starts yelling. Wow. I, I heard something similar with, uh... Ginger Duplessis was on the show about a year ago doing a forestry training show and she mentioned that one of her African greys and, and this is kind of in the, in the same uh, same discussion here about their sleeping and timing of their sleep but she uh -huh. said that one of them was so used to her coming around at a certain time in the evening to pick up their food bowls and water bowls because she takes their food and water bowls out of their cages every evening, all of it. And then it's a kind of a tactic or strategy for training because she says in the morning, they're all really glad to see her because she's bringing the food. Because, you know, all these trainers, you know, they got food, they got food in their pockets and, and they're always right, holding right. a little kernel of sunflower seeds in their hand or something. You know, food-based training is the thing because, you know, these birds are too smart, you know, to go for anything else. You have to have something they That's want. Right. <laughs> they want it really you, bad. <laughs> you but, can't use hand signals with parrots. No, no, they don't care. Yeah, they're like... Uh, I don't. I don't care what you're doing over there. You got something to eat, you know, like. right? Exactly. Got my favorite well, treat. Yeah, yeah. How about a pistachio? You know, you can make all the faces you want and tell me how much you love me, but I'm not doing anything, you know, unless I get a pistachio at least. You know. Well, one of her birds. It was so. They're so funny. They're so. Listen, I say, if you never had one of these birds, it's it's. It's one thing after another. It's always something new, and they pick up on the darndest things, kind of like little kids do. You know, kids say the, yep. the darndest things. You know, and, um, that this African gray, um, she says 
started saying every evening at the time that she usually comes around to pick up the food and water bowls, time to pick up the food and water, time to get the food and water, pick up the food wow. and water now. Yes, yeah, the bird tells her, okay, it's time to pick up the food and water now. Yeah. And I think it's, we were uh, listening on his Candace mentioned breeding season, and I just wanted to mention that what she's, I'm pretty sure I'm right on here, what she's talking about is not uh, the time of the year that breeders, you know, get all their birds to lay eggs and breed. Right, right. I mean, it is, but it could be, but I think she's talking about circadian rhythm, because you don't have any birds breeding at the sanctuary, right? So breeding season <laughs> is breeding season everywhere, right? Yeah, just it, like every because other of circadian animal. rhythm, no matter if they're right. you're breeding them or not, they they still get into those breeding modes, right? Yes, they do, and and they also um, change some more than others. You know, it depends on the. Depends on the bird, depends on a lot of different things, but they, but your, your sweet pet bird now is trying to bite you or has bitten you. And, um, breeding season is really important to, as the owner, to really pay close attention to their physical actions. And if all of a sudden they don't want you to put your hand in their cage, don't do it. Um, it will pass, and they'll go back to being that nice bird, but you have to work with them. I mean, all animals have a breeding season. You know, we're accustomed in, in this country that, you know, cats and dogs generally get spayed and neutered. You can't do that to parrots. It's not, you know, it's just not ever going to happen. So you really have to watch during breeding season if they start to change, um, to just work with what they're going through. They get and, hormonal, uh, right? They get, they get very, they get very hormonal. They get aggressive um, sometimes. They can get aggressive or they're yelling or they're, you know, constantly, you know, you know, wanting to mate with you as their, you know, companion. So they're, you know, I they're mean, they're so intelligent. It's, right, they get the urge, even though they may not even have a mate. Right, just right. Like, well, the you cage. are their mate. Yep, right. you are their mate. So Re yeah, they bond gonna, with you. So yep, they bond, and they're going right. to try and breed with you. <laughs> <laughs> right, they do. Listen, so, guys, believe so it or not, just, just, that's know, right. That's right. Well, I don't know I if we need to go them. too far with that because <laughs> it's no, a family show. But <laughs> you can figure it out. It just. Right. Search online exactly. and you'll see some videos. There's some I videos know. of this out there, right? <laughs> yeah, they're out there. I personally never posted one. They are out there, though. But <laughs> the other thing is, too, yeah. is I just, you know, I just want people to know to just be patient. It will pass. You'll get your, the bird that you knew before breeding season started for them. You'll get that bird back. Um so just be patient. And, you know, we often get phone calls, particularly cockatoo owners, um, 
during breeding season because they got bit. And they got bit bad, you know, not just, um, and now they're, and now they're frightened of their, of their pet. They can so, bite really hard. Really, really hard. Really hard. Yeah. 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 In um, the pet store, when you're looking at them and the salesman's showing you the bird, the bird's all friendly because they're used to being there and they're used to being with that salesperson, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Often, isn't that often the story that you hear, Candace? I went and got this bird. Yeah. It was really friendly at the pet store. I held it and kissed it. I brought it home, went and reached in the cage the next day, and it bit me hard. Yep. Yes. And Which you could know, be for other reasons besides breeding, too, right? Right. It could be because, you know, change is very hard on them. They're smart. They know they're not in their home where they were before. That was their home. And now they've gone to a new home with new sounds and people and um, it is the commitment is huge but the rewards are even bigger if if you can hang in there you'll have a best friend for the rest of your life but they're complicated sensitive have memories suffer grief and trauma loneliness boredom um, if they have everything they need, just hang in there. They will become your best friend, like no other. You are listening to Bird Talk Radio pre-recorded live streaming and podcast shows. Stay tuned for more of the streaming bird love and visit birdtalkradio.com again soon for live Bird Talk Radio show schedules and links to our streaming and podcast bird talk shows. Greetings, Bird Talk Radio listeners. I'm your host, Mike Kiger. During the early 1980s, I worked as a pet bird salesman in a major franchise pet store where I learned plenty about handling and grooming parrots and pet birds of all kinds. The groomers employed at the store were highly experienced, and I learned from them the finer points of trimming wings, toenails, and beaks. Along the way in my lifetime, I continued practicing pet bird grooming, trimming beaks, wings, and toenails for friends and neighbors pet birds. I still remember sitting in the living rooms of pet bird owners grooming their feathered loved one while they and their family members told me stories about their birds. Every person and family I worked with had a very lovable story to tell about their feathered loved one. Their birds are like family members and each with a very interesting personality. They told me many stories about how they came about having a pet bird and funny things their birds say and do. Now I sit in my radio studio listening to the beautiful heartwarming stories live on air about people's pet birds as well as very interesting and informative conversations with professional aviculturists, animal behaviorists, wildlife biologists, bird trainers, and more. Much like the days in people's living rooms enjoying their stories about their feathered loved ones. I hope you will continue to enjoy these very informative Bird Talk radio shows on our streaming and podcast networks 24-7-365. At the time of this recording, we have almost seven years on air, year-round streaming the bird love worldwide. Bird Talk Radio are the world leader in aviculture talk radio. Find links to our pre-recorded live streaming show and podcast networks on birdtalkradio.com. 
plus information about current live shows. Visit us again soon at birdtalkradio.com.